Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Autograph Year podcast. My name is AJ Kierens. It is my true privilege to be your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who are bringing our favorite beers and breweries to life. It's a simple concept, but it's a beautiful one. And it's given us the opportunity to meet so many amazing people. And this week is no different. We came to learn of this week's guest because he's right here in our home state. Now, I know you're going to say he's not from Philadelphia, but I live in Connecticut. It's about 50-50, Philly, Connecticut now. So where I live is Connecticut. I'm always from Philadelphia, so that will never change. But I know. I know you're all worried about that. But this week's guest is the extremely talented and positive and just all-around great energy around this guy. His name is Nathan Sturdvant, and we came to learn of him through work he's done with Hog River, which is right outside of kind of the, is in the Hartford area here in Connecticut, Hog River Brewing, and they touted him to do some of their sour beers, and so we were, you know, we're always checking out. We're also, you know, one of the hashtags we always follow is CT Beer, and we're seeing what's going on there. And it was just like this explosion on, on my screen, and I just like I needed to find this guy. And so, thankfully, the crew at Hog River was more than happy to to you know drop his info. Traz Loof, which is Fool's Art backwards on Instagram, you can see some of his stuff, and I immediately started following and just kind of picked up his vibe, picked up what he was up to, and really just felt that we need to have him be a part of it. So it's weird. You know, you slide in people's DMs, you shoot them emails, you try to get them, you know, try to get a hold of them. And uh, we really connected. It's uh, it's really a wonderful thing because there's a lot of artists, you know, Hogger was a small brewery here in Connecticut. They're doing some cool stuff. You know, we haven't had any of these sour beers. You know, we keep it with the beer agnostic part of it. You know, we don't want to try it and have it impact the interview with the, the artist. But it's just wonderful when you meet somebody who's local you know, in, in Connecticut's a weird place. You know, we kind of talk about that briefly. There's a huge dichotomy of, you know, socioeconomic inequality, you know, and, you know, it's really just kind of split. We have one of the richest areas in the in the, in the the country. And then we have some of the poorest, you know, cities in the country, and they're literally, you know, flush up against each other. And so it's always been a hard thing for me to, to kind of deal with. But I think that knowing there's people, you know, like Nate, you know, in the state, and you know, it's uh, if you've seen American Tale with Fievel, you know, the whole like underneath the same sky type of thing, you know, that really kind of makes it all work. So, you know, that, that we're you know, fighting for the greater good and trying to make the world a better place. Um, with that said, you know, last week we also had a wonderful opportunity. We headed to Brooklyn and we got to finally, you know, meet in person the you know, the beer culture crew, you know, Taisha and Dom, you know, came up from Florida. You know, as part of their, you know, kind of did a, a pop-up a book launch. It was at the the Sampler Bushwick. You can follow them on Instagram at the Sampler BK. They're doing some really great stuff over there. You know, Joel and the crew are just wonderful. They had a, curated a, a, an amazing tap list. You know, they had a great bottle selection. And then on top of it, they kind of rep, you know, like a mini art gallery rep down on the walls, all these great artists from you know, from all over the place. And so it was just kind of, uh, it was uh, it was a perfect night. I mean, I would probably say the only bad thing that happened was the fact that, you know, the trains that I was taking were only running once an hour. But, you know, we got there, we got to Brooklyn, and it was just, it was really nice, you know. 
uh, Dom's new nickname is the Magnet Man. He brings people together, and it was just wonderful to see, you know, all these great people coming out to support him, coming out to be there. There was live music. You know, it was, you know, it was it was dope. You know, I was just hanging out, taking photos, you know, meeting new people. You know, I made a ton of new, you know, connections and, you know, friends, you know, people who were just kind of all brought together for, you know, for the greater good of trying to, you know, change things up, trying to impact the 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 beer scene make it a more inclusive place and it was it was cool i mean i had, I had a great time you know was there was there a little later than i should have been we'll just leave it at that but um thanks to the wonderful technology of uber um because of course you know that night was the night that the l train was doing the uh the l project and was you know was shutting down randomly at uh later in the evening but we had a great time uh, Dom's somebody I, I admired for a long time. You know, we've become friends. You know, we keep in touch all the time. And so to be able to kind of, you know, see where he started and you know, meet a lot of his crew growing up and just kind of see how everybody came together to support him and what they're doing was just, uh, it was just a wonderful experience. It was, it was crazy. There was a lot going on, but it was, uh, it was, uh, it was pretty close to perfect. So if you haven't had a chance to, please don't go over there, check him out, Beer Culture with a K. The culture is, you know, with the K because things are different. It's not the, it ain't the shit that you're used to. And so the book, if you haven't purchased that yet, this ain't the beer that you're used to, please go do so. You know, I also understand, you know, funds might be tight. So if you want to, just drop a line, AJ at 16 ounce canvas, and we'll, uh, we'll let you borrow ours. You know, it's, it's, it's that good of a book. It's that important. And I think that uh, you should definitely make sure of uh, a point to, to check that out. Another, uh, Quick plug to the crew over the Sampler BK. I want to thank them for uh, hooking up tickets to the you know the Moniker Art Festival in you know Manhattan this week. It was it was really it was a game changer for me. It really it was really cool to to see things like that. I think it was three floors. You know they had a DJ. You know the Sampler BK crew was uh, was short for Sampler Bushwick. You know over there in Brooklyn, and they were uh, you know they were running bar there. They had their uh, collaboration beer with Interborough, and it was. Uh, it was just really cool to, to see that. I think it was about three, three and a half floors of, you know, of art, and it was inspiring. You know, that's kind of, uh, you know, for us to do one of the Art of Craft beer shows. What we're starting to see is being kind of, uh, we've seen a lot of copycats out there. So we, we you know, often imitated, never replicated. I don't know how, I always fuck that up, but it's, uh, it's complimentary, but we would love to be included. But yeah. We, we see that, and we definitely think that, you know, that would be the kind of the culmination of everything to have a show of that size in, you know, in New York City in the future. But with that said, we got some shit that's coming up that's going to be pretty awesome, so stay tuned for that. But I could ramble on all day, and uh, that would take away from Nate's episode here. So without further ado, let's get into it. Episode 109, Nathan Sturdivant, right here on the 16-ounce canvas. You know it, I know it. It is the Art of Craft Beer podcast. You heard? Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Really excited to have us today checking in from West Hartford, Connecticut's own, keeping it local, Nate Sturdivant, and uh, really excited to have him be a part of the project. He's done some work with Hog River, but you know you got to follow on to what he's doing on Instagram. He's a real positive person putting good energy out there and really just excited to be able to you know share that with you you know follow along on instagram it's uh you know, fool's art backwards so it's t-r-a-s-l 
OOF. And uh, yeah, Nate, really just excited to have you be a part of it. And I'm glad we could connect. And uh, yeah, once I first saw those cans, man, I was like, dude, I got to figure out who did those. And so I'm, I'm always loving that you were local. And it's just, uh, it's just good to have you be, you know, be part of the project. I appreciate the opportunity, man. Glad you reached out. Yeah, it's dope. I mean, I really, like I said, I, I it's like, uh, folks, if you go check it out, it's, you know, he he's a painter, it's modern art, it's, you know, he's got a, got a message, you know, I like, he he talks into the camera once in a while and, you know, shares what he's, you know, feeling. He's, you know, done the, you know, just putting, literally putting his art out into the universe and hoping somebody takes it, you know, leaving it in different places for people to find. You know, I love that. And I think that's really one of the, I mean, when they say with art, like when you're done with it, you just kind of let it go and it, you know, it is what it is and it goes out into the universe and he's literally putting it out physically into the universe for hopefully, you know, to impact and impact and change and impact in someone else's life. So I think it's, uh, yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're making the world a better place, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, trying to just share art and bring art into people's lives. Um, you know, not everybody can afford art. Um, not everybody has the capability of, you know, getting around, going to, to galleries or whatever, or even getting down to a, you know, a brewery to see art on a, a beer can. So yeah, every once in a while, um, I'm probably going to start doing it quarterly. Um, you know, once every four months, just going down to Hartford, West Hartford and just dropping the canvas off, man. And just trying to, um, lighten somebody's day up, you know, cause everybody walks, walks these streets, you know, goes through their day to day. Um, and it's not, they're not always good days, happy days, colorful days. Um, so anything I can do to just, you know, add a little light, a little love, a little color to somebody's day. Um, yeah, man, just makes it all, makes it all worthwhile. Well, yeah, I think it's, I think it's wonderful. And I think that what we try to think about and write thing about all the time is if every person just made a little more effort to make the world a better place or just be more understanding about their fellow, you know, man, then I think we'd be in a much better place as a, as a, as a larger whole. So I think that you're, you're on the right track and you're inspiring others and you know, you're inspiring me. So that's why we, that's why, we, that's why we need to talk to you, man. So, uh, yeah. So, so this is the yeah, part. Like yeah. Said, it's... Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I just, it's all good, man. Like I said, yeah, just, you know, it's, yeah, just trying to give back, man. We got to give back, um, you know, and just like you said, if if we all as individuals just, you know, put forth a little bit more effort to just, you know, be nicer to our fellow humans. Um, and you never know, man. It doesn't, you know, even a smile, a simple yeah. smile. You don't know. It may, you know, to ourselves, a smile may not seem like a lot, but, you know, to that person that's had a rough day or, just lost someone or lost their job or whatever, you know, whatever the circumstance may be, um, that little smile, um, can do wonders, you know, a piece of art can do wonders. And so, yeah, it's all about, all about giving back, you know, money, fame and all that stuff is, is nice, but that's not why I do what I do. So, um, it's all about giving. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the, uh, like the holding the door, for somebody, I mean, that's my move. Or like you're at the store and you see someone with like the name badge, and they're probably in a job that they may not love, and it just pays the bills. And it's just like, hey, right. hey, Julia, thank you so much, or have a nice day. You know, it's just like, and a lot of times they're looking at me like, how do you know who I was? I'm like, oh, your name badge. It's like they're wearing their name on their shirt. You know, might as well just say hello to them. You know, like at least at least right. be friendly, right? You're sharing a moment together. And so yeah, I think it's 
I try to still out in the kids, you know, you know, manners and holding the door and just like I said, smile, you know. You don't have to do anything crazy. So yeah, you're on the you're on the right. right track. So so right now this is the part of the show where you gotta you know, you tell the you know, the Nate story. We kinda before we started you kinda gave me a little teaser on it. But you know, kinda how did you how did you find your way? How did you, you know, get to where you are? And, you know, like I said, you have a really positive outlook on life and, you know, which is, you know, can be tough at times. You know, we've all had our ups and downs and you're using your, your art as a platform for that. But, you know, how did you get to that point and how did you discover, you know, discover your art? Um, well, I mean, it's still a journey, man. I'm like, I'm still in it. Um, <clears throat> I'm just really, you know, starting to really dive in, you know, fully at this point. Um, as I told you earlier, um, I didn't start painting until I turned 40. Um, I've always had this, you know, kind of creative soul, this creativity that's always kind of been, you know, under the surface. But um, I was kind of afraid to let it out, you know, some of that because of the negative messages that I received growing up. Um, around art, you know, the starving artist speech, um, you know, art's not going to take you anywhere. Um, not many people make it as an artist. Um, but then also my own fears, just, you know, self-doubt. And one of the biggest things was I can't really draw. Like my younger brother has that very fine art skill of like, you know, he'll just sit down and draw a face. And it's, you know, it's like he... It's like a, a photograph. I don't have that that skill. So for the longest time, foolishly, kind of where you know fool's art came from, I told myself I couldn't be an artist because I couldn't draw. And I look back on that now, and that was like one of the dumbest things I ever could have said to myself. Because there's numerous, numerous, numerous ways that you can express yourself, that you can you know do art. Um, and I don't honestly, I don't know what it was that finally made me decide one day it was just kind of like this um kind of almost out of body experience i just woke up one day smoking a cigarette having some coffee and i said you know what i'm just gonna i'm gonna go buy a canvas and some paint and i went to the store got a canvas and some paint and just started smearing paint around on um on the canvas and then it's just kind of been a progression um from that point on um, I usually draw like my motivation is life experience things I see you know other people going through um, and I just try and put that into my art I'm not um, I'm not necessarily I don't want to say I'm not a fan of realism because I definitely have an appreciation for it um, but it doesn't it doesn't move me like abstract art does. Because um, I can look at something, you know, some, uh, a painting that someone's done of another human being or a landscape or whatever, and I can appreciate the beauty in it, but it doesn't, it doesn't move me. It doesn't evoke any emotion from me. Um, so what I try to do is just take emotional experiences, life experiences, um, or some, or, you know, a person, a landscape, but in a very abstract way, and I try to just evoke emotion with my paintings. Um, now, whether that comes across, I don't know. I mean, that's for everybody else to decide. Um, so that's kind of just 
that's kind of where I am. I'm still evolving. Um, my style has definitely changed somewhat. I'm kind of in this face mode right now that I can't seem to, to break out of. Um, but again, I think that stems from just different experiences, you know, having different thoughts, seeing different things, people going through different things, going through different things myself, and just trying to, to put that on um, into my artwork. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's kind of, you said the face, yeah, your face period, which is interesting, I guess, when you, like, going through that, I was like, I, you kind of, you know, I've been following along for a little while now, and yeah, it is your face period, it's cool, it's, yeah, it's, it's. I, I like it, because, like you're saying, with realism, it's great, and I always look at it, and I think, that's amazing how they did that, and I'm a big, I like, attention to detail, and when people get real granular, but it's a lot, it's very, it is what it is, like, this is a tree, this is a house, this is a person, and it's great, but like I, I like what you're saying. Or I also like how artists describe things. They help me have a open like a new chamber in my head of or feelings I didn't know existed. And it's like you're right because like you can't tell me how to interpret that. You you might have, how you how you leave it is how you felt it. But you can't you can't say it, it's so it's it's uh, yeah it's un undefined which I love. Right. Yeah. And I get a lot of. Um... That's one of the things I like when I, you know, if I have my art up somewhere, is seeing other people and how they react to my art. You know what I mean? Like, I just love seeing the reactions, um, whether it be they love it or they hate it. Um, I still enjoy the fact that I was able to get some sort of emotion out of them, you know? Um, it's the people that have absolutely no reaction that I struggle with a little bit. I'm like, really? Like, you just, like, nothing? Just deadpan? There's, you know, tell me you hate it. I don't, and you know, that that's that's fine with me, but at least, at least I moved you in some sort of direction or whatever. But, um, yeah. Well, you're moving me, man. That's why we're here. So, yeah, it's, uh, hopefully, yeah, folks, definitely, uh, the easier way Nate described it is fool's art backwards, but I would, yeah, Traz Loof on, uh, on Instagram, you can see kind of his, the evolution of his art and his different periods and you know you know his uh his message and just kind of uh get on board with the positivity which i think is really really great and you like to paint on yourself every once in a while too use yourself as the canvas which i dig right. so um yeah all right all you man and I was just going to kind of say, you know, uh, you know, just kind of learn about your process. You know, I, the, the fact that it's so abstract and, you know, modern, you know, what, how do you know when it's done? You know, when, what, what, what is your, you know, when are you, when are you painting normally is, are you, do you, are you painting at certain times of the day or do you just have it like when it comes to you, you just, you know, you got to get it down. Like what's kind of, what's the, what's the vibe over there? Um, I guess it depends on what I'm, the particular project. Um, I'm doing something for myself, in a sense. Um, the process is always different. It's kind of like an evolving thing. Sometimes it just comes to me and I have to just get it out of the way. Sometimes I'll have an image come to me and I've got to sit with it for a few days and kind of like let it marinate and then I'll step in front of the canvas um, so it kind of varies. Um, when I'm doing label art for Hog River, um, 
that's kind of a different thing um, because I I'm getting input from Joy and Ben, the owners of Hard River. Um, so I kind of have a I don't want to say I'm, I'm limited because I'm not because they're very they both uh, phenomenal people. They both have a you know a great appreciation for art and they reached out to me because um, they like what I was doing and they've been they basically let me have free reign. Um, I went through a period when I didn't really do commissions because I did a couple um, and it was like they just didn't go over well because it was like people were asking me to do things that was completely different from the art that I was doing. So my, I was like, oh, did you like look at my page? Have you seen what I've done? Because you're asking me to basically like do realism and that's not what I'm about. So I kind of shied away from doing commissions. But when Joy reached out to me, um, you know, I went and I sat down to her and talked with her and she was just like, I love your work. I love, you know, the strokes, what you're doing with colors and whatever. And, you know, they basically give me the name of the beer and what color it's going to be. And then I just try, you know, to evoke what I think that beer is going to taste like when someone drinks it. Um, so, you know, with them being sour, I do their, their sour booms. So, you know, obviously there's, you know, there's fruit and there's whatever. So it's just, that's why I use those bright colors because it's just, in my mind, that's what um, the beer is going to taste like, even though I haven't tasted it yet, but I just try and, you know, imagine what it's going to taste like. Um, if I'm doing something for myself, you know, it's just sometimes I like to experiment. Like, you know, a couple months ago I did a, I just experimented with coffee. I brewed a cup of black coffee and I poured it on the canvas and um, added some smooth paint to it and whatever. And so it, it, it varies, man. Like it's, you know, there, there are definitely days when I wake up and I'm feeling extremely creative and stuff is just kind of flowing out of me and then there are other days when I kind of have to like go searching for it so it varies it varies it all depends on you know where I'm at in my personal life um the seasons I definitely paint more when it's um in warmer weather and I paint outside um in the wintertime I tend to paint less because I'm you know I'm painting inside and um I have to be a little bit more careful when I paint, because um, I'm kind of violent when I paint. I do a lot of scraping and whatever. Um, so when I'm in a confined space in the house, um, I have to be a little bit more careful. So I don't necessarily paint as much in the winter time. Um, but um, I typically paint more at night. Um, I don't know why that is, but it's kind of. I think it's because you know I still have my day job, so. My days are typically, you know, filled with the noise and, you know, mayhem of just the day-to-day. And then, so the, the opportunity to paint is not necessarily there. Um, but, you know, in nighttime, I can just kind of, it's, it's generally quieter and it's just, you know, the space is there for that, you know, that creativity to kind of, you know, come through me and express itself and however they want to express itself. Because that's one thing that I've been learning is to kind of let, I feel like, even though I use a paintbrush, I feel like 
in a lot of cases, I'm a patriarch. Like, there's a, this, this force that's greater than myself is just, like, something wants to be expressed, and it's using me as a paintbrush to express itself. So, um, I just do my best to kind of let that experience happen. Um, yeah, like I said, it, it varies. Yeah. Now, are you, I mean, yeah, are you used to, when you, you said you're thinking about during the day and you got these, you know, these ideas come in your head, I mean, is there, there's gotta be days where you're just kind of like, you can't wait to get down to that, that's, that's that next brush stroke, right? You're just waiting to get out of the job and like, I gotta get this idea out of my head, you know, I gotta, and so, yeah, so I think it's, it's gotta be Absolutely. wonderful. Yeah, I can totally, I can, so I, can, I can just see that, man. I can just see you being like, I gotta, I gotta get this down. I gotta get this, gotta get this out of my head. Yeah, definitely. And then there are times when I feel like that. I'm like, all right, I got it. Like, you know, I'm doing my day job and I'm thinking about stuff and I'm thinking about what I'm going to do next. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But there are definitely times when I get after having those thoughts, I'll get in front of the canvas and then I'm like, you know what? No, that's not what, that's not what I want to do when I do something completely different so again like it varies man it's just um and that's part of the experience for me is just you know being vulnerable and being open to to letting that stuff happen um you know because i used to be such a perfectionist when it comes to like you know if i if i if my lines weren't perfect or if i you know just dropped a different color of paint somewhere, you know, I would just like, um, and like try and paint over it. And now I just let that stuff go. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think there are any mistakes when it comes to art for whatever reason I dropped or I spilled or I did whatever for a reason. Um, and I'm able to step back and be like, Oh, you know what? Like, that's all right. I'm just going to, I'm just going to leave it. Um, We are back. You're listening to episode 109 of the 16-ounce canvas, featuring the extremely talented Nathan Sturdivant, Connecticut's own, my boy. And what is huge takeaway for me from this episode, I mean, obviously, other than my witty banter and bad jokes, is a man who, at the age of 40, which only a few years back, decided that he was going to put his chips in, he was going to go for it, and decided that he really, you know, had a part of him that wasn't being fulfilled, that he wanted to create art, that he wanted to make an impact, that he wanted to make, you know, a difference in his community, that he wanted to be a positive force. And he did it. And not only did he do it, which is a whole other thing, right? You could say you did it, and it'd be, it'd be like, all right, cool. You cross off the bucket list or your little checklist, and you move on. But he crushed it. He's killing it. His pieces are vibrant. They're full of color. They leave you thinking. They evoke emotion. And they're done with complete humility, approachability, you know, no ego, no bullshit, you know, for the right reasons. You know, obviously we can debate that, you know, that line forever, but it is just nice 
to have no pretense. And I didn't know a lot about him before we spoke. You know, I had been following his art. I dug what he was doing. But he's he's just a positive person. He's actively working to make things better. And that is dope. And that, you know, and the, for, the fact that Hog River is part of that story is wonderful. That we're able to share these stories through the pretense of craft beer is even better. And I just think this is another great episode that we're really, uh, you know, proud. We get, we get some sleeper episodes. And this is definitely one of them. I, like I said, wasn't sure what to expect. Not in a negative way. Just we never vibed. You know, we never talked. I didn't, hadn't, I haven't been to Hog River. And boom, expectations exceeded tenfold. So we're just going to get back into it. This is one of those ones where I know that you want to hear more from me. You know, use the hashtag 160ZCanvas, 160ZCanvas.com, blah, 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 blah. You're here. You feel it. You're part of it. Let's just get back into it. I mean, obviously, check out those websites and stuff and, you know, leave reviews and, you know, all that cool shit. But without further ado, it's part two, number two, the dose, the do. Nate himself, Mr. Sturd event right here, 16-ounce canvas. We haven't left you. Can you look, do you look back at your pieces and kind of, like, do they, you're saying, you know, art evokes emotion, but, like, do they, you know, with, like, music, if I hear a song, I, I can tell, I can a lot of times tell you the first time I heard that or, you know, the kind of that moment in my life where, or that band, like, do you look back and know kind of, like, from the art where you were at that point, kind of, like, mentally or what, what was going on in your, you know, kind of how you were, feeling is that do you look at is, is it talk to you that way still or like once it's released it's kind of like it's it's kind of on to the next um i guess it depends on what was released in the painting what type of emotion um the the negative you know you know i would anger sadness you know, those type of emotions, um, for whatever reason, definitely stick with me more so than the happy emotions. Like, I, you know, I can look back at, at paintings and and say, you know, okay, I was, you know, happy then. I was, you know, content. I was whatever. Um, but it's kind of very kind of superficial, but there's paintings that I've done that, you know, have come from an angry place or, you know, uh, a hurt place. Like I can go back to exactly what I was feeling when I painted those. So it's, it's, um, I don't know why that is, but that's, that's, you know, the way it is. Um, for the, the, the paintings with the negative emotions, I can like literally go back to what I was feeling where the happy stuff. It's just, you know, I can recognize that I was happy, but it doesn't, it's not the same effect. It doesn't bring me back to the same place. Is it certain colors that you, like, do you have your happy colors, like, or is it just more just the piece, like, you're it's just, it's a stamp, like, you just know where you are? I think it's the, not necessarily the colors, it's probably more so the strokes and the composition uh -huh. of the pieces. Um, and, um, because I tend to, like I said earlier, um, I don't necessarily like using the word violent, but it's there's definitely force behind it. Um, when I paint sometimes, so that 
you know, I can look at a piece and, and tell that I was, you know, that I was forceful and, um, yeah, just, it, it, it comes to, so I, I can, I'm like, okay, like I definitely, I know I was feeling this and, um, I can almost go back, I can close my eyes and like go back to myself painting and like actually see myself using the brush or the paper or whatever. Um, I use, I mean, I typically use bright colors all the time, regardless of whether, you know, I'm in a happy mood, a sad mood, an angry mood, or whatever. Um, it's usually bright colors. Um, and that's something that I didn't necessarily realize. I didn't realize how much I liked color until I started painting. Because I wear a lot of, like, a lot of black, a lot of gray. Um, my socks are always colorful. Um, I wear a lot of muted colors. But then, you know, once I started painting, all of these bright, fluorescent, colors started coming out. Um, I've tried to paint in like darker colors, black, whites, and you know, dark blues and browns and stuff like that, but it just, um, it's not the same experience for me. I, I tend to gravitate towards, towards bad colors. So. Yeah, they're really, yeah, they're really vivid. And even the, the, the color play, how they sit on top of each other, they don't drown, like they don't drown each other out. They, are, they, they complement and accent each other. It's really, yeah. It's really wonderful because you can see the different layers and all the different colors you're using, but they don't, they create, you know, they create new, new beauty, but it, yeah, it's, it's really nice how they all kind of, kind of mesh nicely together. They play, play well together, I guess is a good way to say. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, I, I, yeah. And like I, those cans, I mean, I, I, I've had Hog River and most of the time it's on drafts, but I mean, those cans just like scream to me, like they, like you're saying about emotions, like the, the pinks and the oranges and just really, they're, they're, yeah. So kudos to, to, to Hog River for, you know, tracking you down and getting you to be a part of it. But those cans, like they, and they also feel like they're wet. Like they almost feel like the paint, like is just like you grab it and it's going to paint your hand, which would be dope if they, that could happen. Like, Whoa. yeah, I was, I was, I love that. Like I got little ones and they don't, they put way too much paint on shit. And so you got to touch it and just, you're covered in it. And I, I love it. And it's, you know, it gets in your, it gets in your fingerprints and it's just, it's all, I mean, I love that. Yeah. You know, it's just very tactile. Whoa. And that's in those cans. I feel like I grab it. It would, it would taste wonderful, and then and then I'd just have it like my I'd have like a handprint, and and then I just want to touch it and leave it everywhere. So uh, yeah, they just they screen to me, so I got I got to get some of those. But they're they yeah, they've been sticking out to me for for the from the get go. Now at the you know at the Fool's Art Studio like right now, how many how many like pieces are you working on concurrently? Is it, are you are you a one track mind, or do you have a couple things going on? Like, is there multiple canvases set up and you're, you know, they, they talk to you and tell you which ones to, to work on when or, you know, how do you work? Um, typically, I work on, I physically work on one piece at a time. I think once in a while, um, I get to a place where I get some sort of block. So I'll move on to another piece, but I'm typically working on one canvas, like actually physically working on one canvas at a, at a time, but at the same time, um, in my head, I'm working on other things. Like, I'm coming up with other ideas, you know, certain things are coming to me. Um, I'll sketch some stuff out. Um, I'll make notes of um, a certain amount. Like, if I'm out and I see, I don't know, um, a kid playing in the park, um, you know, I like that in my, in my notes on my phone or 
if I see an interaction, you know, with a couple bickering or something like that, I'll write that in my notes. Um, so I have a list of things, you know, a list of emotions or um, concepts that, you know, I think could be, you know, good for a painting. Um, but typically I'm just paint, I'm, I'm just working on one piece at a time. Um, when I first started, I would, you know, do multiple pieces, but I, for me, it just didn't work out. I felt like, um, the paintings to me, they seemed lacking when I worked on more than one at a time. Cause I felt like I couldn't devote all my energy to, to one piece. Like my energy was split between, you know, two, three, four different pieces. Um, and I just, the end product for me felt somewhat lacking. So I decided to just go one piece and put all my energy into that, my physical energy into that one piece and then, you know, move on to the next one. And I like the end product more so that way. Um, so yeah, it's typically just, typically just one piece. Okay. Yeah. I see. I definitely, uh, I don't. In my head, I have a lot of things going on, but then when I focus, I, yeah, I just I feel like I get more stuff done. I, when I'm when I'm more uh, focused, I I, I have scatterbrained too. So I definitely, if I can hone it in, it's for the better, for, for the betterment. Right. So with Hog River, right? I mean, how does that how does that process work? Is it just they they give you the name and the fruits that are in the in the sour beers, and then kind of you do your thing, are you, and I, and I think I, if you, if you scroll through, I've seen a few where I think once or twice you show the original piece. So is it, you're creating a larger piece and then you're converting that digitally or are you working, or is your design a smaller canvas for lack of a better term? Um, yeah. So the first part, um, to answer the first part, yeah, the joy typically sends me an email, um, with, um, the name, and what's going to be in the next flower. She usually, um, she usually email me about two weeks, three weeks before they need the label. Um, before they need the concept or multiple concepts. Um, so yeah, I get the, the name and what's going to be in the beer. Um, and then I kind of go from there. So, um, I could, you know, do a larger piece and then like scale it down or just, you know, take a small, you know, a piece of that larger piece and give that to them. But, um, I actually just do the, the piece on a piece of like, um, watercolor paper that's okay. label size. Okay. So that was initially, that was kind of a challenge for me, but you know, I embrace challenge because it just it forces me to adapt and, you know, kind of add more tools to my, my, my toolbox. Um, so, yeah, going from, you know, doing, you know, 18 by 24, 24 by 30 canvases to something that's, you know, five inches by eight and, you know, a quarter inches was definitely a big challenge to get all that, you know, that detail and those brushstrokes on something so small was... Um, was a challenge at first. Um, but, you know, so once I have all the information, I'll usually do two or three concepts using the same colors, but just different strokes and, you know, different compositions, whatever. And then um, I bring the concepts over to 
to join a band and they look through them and they decide on one and then it goes from there. So then they take the original and um, scan it and send it to the the label people and then it comes back. So I like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're literally working on a 16-ounce canvas. Sorry, man, I know I like the puns, but like that's yeah. just, yeah. No, because I was looking at uh, Gobble Funk, and it was hard. They, you show you show the can, you show you know, you show the, the, the piece, and it's hard to tell like from the picture what size that actually is, so I wasn't, but I think that's, uh, what I, I like I like that you continually challenge yourself, and like you're just like, well, it, let's let's go, let's do it. Like, let's see what happens, and it's not it's not ideal like for you at the time but then now like that's kind of like part of your part of your arsenal and so it, I, I i like the idea you take that label off the can and it's pretty much like you can if you go to like i said fool's art backwards trash loof on instagram you can see nate's work but yeah look at the gobble funk one and you can see like it looks you know you could peel it off the can like you have a little frame that shit and put in your you know obviously support local artists so you should sell prints of that but like you literally can rip yeah. that shit right off the can and you know have put that in a little frame, get that up in your desk. It can be over. Yeah. 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 Well, actually, they um, uh, Jerry and Ben have the um, the originals. Um, so they're gonna they're gonna put those up in the uh, in the brewery at some point. So you know people can have kind of that reference point. You know the the original will be on the wall, and then you know they'll have. Yeah, they're they're awesome. I, mean, I really, I mean, they're and they're all they all like you can tell they're all yours. But I mean, the color choices each one are just they're they're vibrant. They're you know they're exciting. You know, especially that style of beer that it's just kind of taken like that's become mm-hmm. you know really popular and it it just does something it just does something different in your mouth than you're, you're used to and you know. The newest one that just you know came out what Raz Raz Twizzler like that that thing screams yeah. that's like that's just that's just waiting for the sun to come out and it's like a party starter waiting to happen it's great yeah yeah it's interesting because that one actually they hadn't picked a name yet um, that was the first time that it happened they knew what was going to be in the beer um, but they hadn't picked a name when. She when Joy asked me to start working on it. So, you know, I don't know whether the label kind of brought the name Raz Twizzler to life or, you know, if that's something that they already had, you know, I'll have to ask them about it. That's something that they had, you know, a bunch of names that they were kind of bouncing around. I just hadn't decided on one yet. But, um, yeah, once, once I saw that it was going to be called, called Raz Twizzler with those colors, I could just, I don't know. Just yeah, it's kind of yeah. It, it is a perfect match. Yeah, it's just it's got yeah. It's just got something like you're talking about evoking emotions. Like yeah, I don't know if you're having a bad day and you look at that thing and you can't put a smile on your face. You know, I'm not saying it's like gonna cure cancer or anything like that, but like it's gonna make you feel better about yourself. It's gonna make you smile, and you know that'll I don't know butterfly Absolutely. butterfly effect, right? Like I think that's important, right? I think it's and I and you know, yeah and let's give it let's give a you know quick nod you know uh, for folks at home hog river brewing hogriverbrewing.com they're in the uh historic district of uh i think it's the parkville hartford area and i mean i i i love that the fact that breweries like that make the commitment to work with people you know artists like yourself then and they make that you know 
to really support a support you know kind of where they're from keeping it local and you know, they want people to support local breweries they support local artists and then they're doing something which is you know completely unique you know and then working with you and having you know and it's cool that you're the sour beer you know sour you know you're doing the sour labels and they're all they're all funky mm-hmm. and fun and vibrant and so yeah I think it's just, uh, it creates a, it creates a vibe and an energy, you know, like I've had their beer and never been to the location, but you know, now I can't wait to check it out because I know that they're, they're, you know, I don't even know what the beer tastes like. And we, we, you know, those beers taste like, and we do that on purpose. Like, you know, I'll definitely, now that we've talked, go out of my way to track those beers down because, but right. we're beer agnostic and, you know, cause we don't want it to impact the art, but you know, hearing your story, hearing how great they are, like I'm, I'm all in, man. So I think it's, it's, I think it's fucking awesome. There, I said it. Boom. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Dream Band, Dream Band are just phenomenal people, man. The brewery is is awesome. Like, you know, they're just, they're, they both have, like I said earlier, you know, they have a really, you know, strong appreciation for art. Um, but also about, you know, community. That's one of the things that I love the most. Is they're, they're all about, you know, Parkville. They're all about supporting Hartford and local artists. Um, they all, you know, they have local you know food trucks coming through you know on the days that they're open um so that you have it just very big into you know community and you know kind of giving back you know working with you know because they're artists themselves you know what i mean like they're running the brewery they're you know they're creating these craft beers and whatever so it's just you know that that collaboration and that that, that sense of community um yeah, it's just it's really awesome man. it's really great and i'm just thankful for the opportunity to be able to, to work with them. And I'm thankful for this, you know, opportunity to, you know, talk with you about this whole process, man. It's, it's, it's been great. Yeah. And it was great before we started Nate and I were talking, I was just kind of giving him my rap, you know, telling him, and I was like, I'm not really an artist. And you know, and it was like, boom, he was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like you are an artist. You're bringing these people together. You're doing something unique. And I don't know. It's like, it's, there's something special. Like that made me feel good about myself. And I, I wasn't having a bad day and I was in a good place and I was looking forward to talking to you anyway, but like that lifted me up and that made me like, that made me kind of like feel like, wow, okay. Like, you know, I'm doing something good. I kind of like to be like, you know, I wouldn't say I'm the quiet guy cause I can be kind of a loud mouth, but like, I just don't think of myself that way. And so like, you know, so thank you. And I just think that's just, that really just, you know, kind of shows the type of person you are. We've never met, you know, I, you know, that's probably the only flaw of this project is we don't always do these in person, but you know, that's, you know, that, that was just, you know, that people are, you, you can't force being a genuine and a, you know, positive person. So, you know, you vouching for them now makes me want to be a part of that even more. So it's like you're saying, right. It's this community and that's what we're trying to do. And it's, yeah. And it's like, it was a no brainer having you be a part of this. So yeah, just wanted to, you know, thank you for that too. You're quite welcome, man. You're quite welcome. Like I said, yeah, man, you're, you know, you're, you're, you know, establishing community, you know, with you doing what you do and, you know, you know, just these podcasts and, you know, talking to different artists and, yeah, man, that's just, you know, that's what it's all about, man. Just, you know, sharing and community and giving back to one another, man. Like, it's, I'm just thrilled to, you know, that you reached out and that I could be a part of it, man. Oh, hell yeah. Now, now you said you didn't start painting until you're 40, right? And so like that was probably like mm-hmm. was that something that was always kind of eating at you? Like do you did you feel like a weight was lifted or like you kind of were just like like I don't know. I don't I don't use like a butterfly cocoon analogy, but like you just kind of did you feel like you had just been freed a little bit more like that you were being your truest self? Like that has to be really exhilarating to kind of have that 
you know, epiphany and just be like, fuck it, I'm going to do this. And then, you know, look, look what you're creating. Yeah, man, it definitely was. Um, and it definitely was kind of like, a, um, you know, I, I said earlier that it was kind of like this, you know, out of body experience that I just, you know, went and decided to go, um, get a canvas and some paint. But then yeah. definitely with that also kind of like, yes, like, fuck it. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it, man. Like, I'm not gonna, I don't know, what do I have to lose type thing. So, exactly. I think it was just kind of, you know, maybe it comes with age or whatever. I don't know. Um, but I definitely, it was kind of like, no, I'm just not gonna, I'm just not gonna be afraid anymore. I'm not gonna really, you know, be concerned with what other people are gonna say about me, you know, doing art or whatever. Um, and I think it was because my intention was just to express myself and, you know, kind of sharing whatever that maybe it was a little bit easier. Um, if my intention had been to become famous and like become monetarily rich, um, I might have been a little bit more difficult, but that wasn't my intention. So it was just my intention was just to, you know, create, express, share, and when you think about it, man, that's just, you know, how hard is it to share? I mean, it's just, you know, it's really not that hard to share. It's, it's you know, it's, it's not. Um, so, yeah, it's just like I'm not, I'm not going to be, like I'm not going to lose at this point, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and we're, and, you know, to that point, I mean, uh, I, I love Nate a little more. He's a little older than me, so I'm not, the, usually, I, I, we, I think whenever we like 50 guests, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm younger then, so we, we appreciate that. But no, like our generation, the idea of becoming an artist or doing art was like crazy to people, like, whoa, you got to go to school, you got, like, it was all this, like, you got to play by the book, and now, I think now, in modern day, so, you know, I don't know what the turning point was, but it's never been a better time to be different, unique, geeky, freaky, whatever you're into, you know, there's a group, there's a community that's going to love you and support you, you know, designers, artists, you know, musicians, you know, and and how, I think I think the definition of success and happiness has been redefined, and it's and I think that's a wonderful thing. I think that's really, and that's one of the things that we always try to take away here and try to you know, we get a lot of messages from people who are just starting their career and whatever, and it's just they say it's encouraging, and I think it's really that that's really special to me. I really like that that moves me a lot because I just want people to be their truest self, and you know I don't ever you know I have kids and. I just want them to be happy, whatever that, whatever that is, then that's, I just want them to be the best, whatever, you know, fill the blank in that they want to be. And that's, that, you know, I went to university, my father thought I, because I like numbers, that I would be a good accountant and I hated it and I knew that right away. And so you just have these like pretenses of what quote unquote success is and it's, you know, it gets you in weird places and, you know, in weird head spaces. So yeah, I, I just, I, I love that, that you just went, you know, you put your chips down and said, you know, this is, this I, I need to play this hand out and, you know, see this part of my soul that needs to, you know, needs to, you know, be true. And, you know, look at that, man. It, it all brought you to this point in time, you know, not the podcast, but like to be making this art and, you know, I'm in Connecticut, like you're down the road, we're going to get together, we're going to have beers and we're going to, we're going to philosophize and like, it's going to be great. But you're, you know, you're making, especially, you know, Hartford, Hartford's a place that needs a little extra love. You know, it doesn't always get the best, you know, 
you know, here, especially here in Connecticut, which is a wacky state to be in. Like it's so, yeah, it's, it's really right. great. It's really great. Yeah, man, it, it is. And I couldn't agree with you more, man. Like definitely that whole, you know, the definition of success is definitely being, you know, still being rewritten. Um, like you said, when you and I were coming out, there was this, you know, this one very concrete definition of what success was and this kind of blueprint of, you know, how one goes about leading their life. You know, you do this first and then you do that and then you do this and then, you know, and it's just, all that stuff is just it's kind of out the window now, man. It's not for everybody. Uh, and it doesn't mean that people who choose to follow that blueprint doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them. And the people who choose not to follow that blueprint doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them either. You know what I mean? Like people have to be true to themselves. Um, and you know, in whatever capacity that may be, um, just for me, and you know, it, it turned out to be, you know, doing art. Um, and that's not necessarily all that I do. And that may not be like, you know, the end game just, you know, but that's part of my journey that needed to be taken. And, you know, you, you know, you doing what you're doing now and, you know, these podcasts and, you know, bringing these artists together and talking about art, you know, that's part of your journey that you needed to do. And so that's just, I just think it's really, really dope that, you know, both of us are older and we're both kind of, we've both embraced you know, something that we love and it's, and it's brought us together, man. It's just really like, that's all you can ask for, man. Like, it's, yeah. it's just, it's dope. It's great. Yeah. And then we're and like, yeah. And then it's kind of right. Cause then we both did, did, you know, did that and we're never having this shared experience about it. So it's like, uh, you know, exponentially brought it to a new level and yeah, like I have a, I have a day right. job and I work really hard there and I, it, I don't really have anything negative to say about it, you know, when it puts food on the table, mm -hmm. but like, I needed to do this. And this is also probably, this is probably like my, my relief and my release in it, you know, and, it's part of who I am and my kids see it and they, they're inspired. Their dad's doing something and we've, you know, we've done, you know, we did an event last year and, you know, teaser, we're going to do one later in the year. You know, then we help raise money for charity, you know, like it, not only do we to do it, but we did it. We made a positive impact. And so, yeah, I'm, you know, we, you know, we're sharing the same wavelength, you know, you're just, you're just visually a lot cooler. I'm just using my sexy radio voice. So, you know, it works, it works itself out, man. So one of the other questions is, is one of my favorite questions because it's it's um, it's it's self-serving. That's how we always preface it. But you know, what's you know what's the uh, what's the fool's art playlist like? What's the what's the vibe like? What are you listening to when you're creating? Are you do you listen to music while you're while you're you know, creating your art, or do you need peace and tranquility? I know we talked about kind of getting in your zen place. You know, you know, getting you know kind of every night, kind of just chilling out. But like, what's you know what are you listening to? What's what's on the playlist? Um, you know, honestly, again, like it, it varies. There's no, I feel like there's no consistency with, um, what I'm doing. And, you know, in the, this time of the year, in the spring, a lot of times I don't listen to music. Um, once I start painting outside again for the first time, I kind of just like to listen to, I don't want to say not listen to anything, but use nature sounds to kind of as my, you know, my background. Um, but then when summer comes, um, I definitely listen to more, um, 
I'm really big into like electronic music. Like I'm not, I'm not big on, um, I'm not big on lyrics. Okay. I think it's kind of lyrics to me, kind of fall into the same category as like realism. Even though I can appreciate the lyrics and they're literally saying something to me, um, I'm moved more so by beats and, and melodies. You know, to me, I just, like I love a song that can talk to me without using words. You know, like can take me on a journey and evoke something some emotion out of me without taking words, uh, without using words. Um, so I listen to a lot of electronic stuff. Um, like who, like who, yeah, turn me on to somebody. Who, who are you listening to? Like, I, yeah, this, uh, this question, Nate, I, this question, I always, I always preface it like it's this big, like it's me writing down new tracks I listen to on my playlist. Like I, I'm all about getting turned on to new music. And, and before you tell me, you can think about it, but I think that your music, if you've never done it, I mean, your art with that type of music, I've seen, different places that there's a guy in New Orleans that does it but like you almost like a, I could see your paintings being done like like to live music like you know getting into it like I get to see like you being taken over by the music and like live painting I mean that'd probably be I, I say that like it's an easy thing to do but I, I could just totally see at least some of these labels like I think that would be kind of cool like with somebody playing just because they're so vibrant and exciting you know I think that would be fun yeah that would be pretty dope that would be pretty dope um was the artist that I um, I mean like Hudson Mohawk. Uh, I don't even know if you've ever heard of any people. Um, Hudson Mohawk, Flying Lotus, um, Soul Rising. Um, sometimes I listen to when I do want to listen to lyrics. Um, I listen to Saul Williams. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Um, he's a more like a, I don't want to say he's. He's not rap, he's not hip hop, he's more spoken word, but to to beats. Um but then sometimes I'll listen to um I will listen to like Metallica every once in a while, I'll listen to some Hendrix. Um it it all depends, man. It, it, yeah, it really all depends. Um, all right, cool. No, those are like those are four or five artists I hadn't heard of, so I'm I'm super excited, like, yeah. To, to check those out so that's like the that's that's the the gold mine for me a lot of my favorites recently have been people i've been introduced to and that's yeah and that's what i when i when i did the radio that was my thing like i would i didn't care if the artist just put sent me their demo tape or they had been around for 20 years nothing was better than right. somebody would come up to me after the show and be like i never heard of that track who was that you know it was pre pre shazam right. and shit like that you know like I don't know. What's I'll throw it back to make me sound old. Like when you had to make a mixtape back in the day, you had to listen to the radio and hope, to, yeah, and you had to hope to God that you were like catching the track. You'd always get like the five seconds into it. You know, you couldn't rewind. There's no yeah. So I appreciate it. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I just want to, once again, right. Nate. I I just yeah. I look forward to uh, to celebrating in, in person and you know thanking you and. We're going to, uh, like I said, we're going to do something in Connecticut later in the year. And, you know, we definitely want you to be a part of it. And I just, uh, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that, uh, you know, I'm glad that we were able to speak and, you know, share that same vibe. And I just want to uh, wish you the best. And as I said before, you're part of the family now. So if there's anything that, you know, you're doing or any shows you got coming up, we'll be more than happy to promote them. And, uh, you know, like I said, we'll get that beer and get that beer in person. Maybe, maybe we'll meet up at Hog River and try some of those, you know, funky sours together. 
Sounds good, man. Looking forward to it. And again, yeah, man, thank you for for reaching out. And, yeah, it's and great, man. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah, yeah you put you. a you put a smile on my face, and I'm feeling good, man. So yeah, it's uh, it's uh, your your art's working. So you still yeah, thank you, and uh, we'll talk soon, my friend. All right, sounds good. Man. All right, talk to you soon, Nate. Thanks, man. All right, take it easy. And there you have it, folks. Episode 109 is officially in the books, featuring the extremely talented, positive, kind-hearted, good-souled Nathan Sturdivant. Right here on the 16-ounce canvas. Simple as it gets. Got to turn on some new music. Got to get ourselves a, a Nate piece for the studio. That's a, that's a goal, so we're going to make that happen, definitely. I was kind of hoping that uh, that Twizzleberry Boom gobble go- funk beer made some prints on that, but I like the fact that it's one of a kind. It's original. But again, let's recap. He's only been painting for four fucking years. I mean, he's. I mean, obviously he's been thinking about it forever. But you know, last four years, here we are, and he's older than me, which is which is which is pretty dope. We're big fans of that, but. Traz Loof, Fool's Art Backwards on Instagram. You can follow along, see what he's up to. I mean, he he's also, which we, we kind of briefly touched on, he's dropping paintings just in town so people can find them. I mean, egos, leave your fucking egos at the door. Nate delivers, and he's, he's great. So we will keep you updated, but we will definitely uh, be doing something later in the year, Connecticut. We are working with the crew over at Three Sheets in New Haven. They have an Arts in the Back series. We'll, you know, we'll tease it. I think December is our month, so we'll be taking over the walls there. We're going to have some incredible artists. We've got some incredible artists coming up. we got Maggie Gagliardi. We've got Drew Mullen. So, I mean, there's so many great artists here in Connecticut that we actively have to go out of our way not to feature all of them. Like, to have a Connecticut-only season, which would be cool. But last I checked, I think that we're associated with 14 or 15 different Connecticut artists. And we're going to try, and we're going to figure out a way to get all of them involved. Even if everybody gets to put out one piece, it's going to be something special. So stay, stay tuned for that. And then later, at the end of the summer, kind of, you know, late September, we're going to be doing something else, which will be even bigger. We're going to... Uh, yeah, we got we got a lot of stuff. We're, we're moving and shaking. So, here's one thing: if you are a creative person, if you have some ideas, if you would like to be involved, AJ at one six ozcanvas.com. Now, what does that mean? Do you have a venue and you want us to do a, a gallery show there? When you want to work together, maybe are you part of a a local charity and you want us to help you out? I'm in. If you want me to curate something, I'm in. If you want me to do a roundtable with some of these you know, artists at your location, I'm in. Or if you're an artist and you want us to maybe be a guest in the future, I'm down with that too. Or if you are a video person, let's talk. We got to get some of this on video. We got to make this happen. So I'm a good connector. 
I like to be connected, and I like to be connected to you, and you, and you, and you. So get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. We think it's really important. Art is, uh, is a wonderful thing. You know, Nate called me an artist, so I am officially an artist, everybody. So who knows? Maybe we'll get, you know, we'll get some street cred with that, but it was dope. And um, I think the word of the episode is dope. I've said that probably about 45 times today. So we love you. And we thank you for supporting us. It means a lot to me. I'm just feeling good. Like I said at the end of the, the interview with Nate, I got a smile on my face and I got one now. Weekend is here. Thank you for listening. Don't be a stranger. Until next week. Peace.